Boom. So, we ready to roll? You in? Yeah, just keep that mic near your face, homie. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah! Just waiting for Peepo to get his uh, thing done. Yeah, do whatever you got to do on, on social if you got to do something. I know you're busy, man. Oh, you know, I just, you know, want to put it on a little story. Keep the, the fans Keep intrigued. the fans involved. Involved. <laughs> you looking an asshole all day. From the back, too, like a savage, you know what I'm saying? Not that shit where you're eating the pussy that you lift up. Or you turn around, you just got that booty in your face. <laughs> Give it that taco tug. Are we, are we live right now? Are we, are we live? <laughs> yeah, we live, homie. You know what I'm talking about. What did I sign up for? <laughs> it, tastes like, it tastes like you're looking at a battery or some shit. Like. Uh, battery? <laughs> hey, man. So. Yeah. Figure of speech, man. It's not for real. <laughs> All right. Clicked in. You good? Why are you so far, man? You got the shortest cord and you're the farthest. Good. Big house. Yeah. Come on, man. Stop playing. All right, everybody. One, two, three, clap this in. <laughs> he was, he almost, almost, <laughs> almost so close. <laughs> he was so close. EP056, very, uh, we were supposed to have R2, but what happened to R2? Um, I messed up. And I scheduled them for two weeks. Well, people don't know what the no. fuck he's talking about. We're on EP056. We got super, super, very special guests. Didn't even know he was going to be here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> B-Boy Morris, yep. real name. Morris Isby. Morris Isby. Yes. Morris is B-Boy. That is deep. <laughs> Deepak. DB. So what's up, man? What's going on That's in the good. world? good. Yes. What's up with you? I haven't seen you man. in... God damn, so many years. Yeah, it's been For a real? Long time. Yeah, I haven't seen. How Morris. do you two know each other? Uh, we used to practice together when you were like uh, heavy in the Revolution Crew, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. We, at my apartment. Yep. Yeah, uh. yeah. And then we battled. And then you won. And then we went underground <laughs> and just never came back ever again. Who battled? Who battled? Who battled? Orbit who? Documents versus Revolution. That was our last official battle. But then we've battled together. A few times, oh, we, battled, uh, we battled. We um, battled Brian Inez Ooh. and his crew at P and D. You remember that shit? Whoa! Yeah, what? yeah. When Damn. when Morris used to wear like big ass polo polo <laughs> shirts and humongous ass pants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why was that the style back and then? Brian, Brian had like a helmet. Uh, yeah, he had weird hair. Deer antlers and a, yeah. a academic shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And hella baggy pants and too. Extremely oh, yeah. baggy pants. Yeah, we go back though. That's cool. We go back. Orbit That's Documents cool. Revolution. Or what was it? Fucking Oreo. Yeah, it was. Where Oreo. we had a Orbit Documents Revolution head on collision. I like how B Boy Groups be doing that. They be doing them little collab funny. Yeah, funny it was like it was like our little local super crew. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So for all you don't know, Morris is from Sac. You're from Sac. Yes, I am. Okay. Sacramento. Born and raised, or just raised? No, I was born uh, in Riverside, California. Riverside. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then made your way there. You're pretty much raised here, though. Yeah. No, I moved here when I was one and been here ever since. Never Ooh, man. Did you go to Johnson too? No, no, no. I went to Luther Burbank. I used to go up to Johnson just to talk to the girls. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, because I know yeah. a lot. Of, didn't a lot uh, a lot of Orbit documents go to Johnson? All, yeah. All like, was was his name Demanche and Bush? Demanche, uh, Clear, yeah, Jonathan. Bush. Yeah, I remember a, Bush. Yeah, he's yeah. still around. I he's still doing yeah. hella music. Nice. Too. Yeah, dope. Mighty Bush. Fun. Shout out Mighty Bush. We got to get him on, too. Y'all want yeah. him on? 
can yeah. pick it up if y'all yeah. want. Yeah. Hey, man, get all this information. The most memorable moment of Bush. Remember at Mighty Four? Yes. At the VFW, <laughs> when he said, uh, he pointed at dude and said, I forgot what he said. He didn't say it, but it was the song that said it. But it was tight. It was tight. <laughs> that was, yeah, I remember He that. just I remember stopped dancing, that, yeah. pointed at the dude, and that was it. It was a blow up. Yeah. It was hella tight. Damn, shouts out Maddie Bush, Orbit Documents. Maddie Bush. Damn. So what's up? What's going on, Morris? You everywhere. I follow the IG. Yes, dog. You, you be having photo shoots in between traveling. Like, you was just wearing that on the IG today. I was like, Swamp shout out to Illis. <laughs> shout out to Illis, this dope-ass, like, baby Mark. outfit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Something that you get to your newborn, like, he just got it in, 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 in male, like, adult size over yeah. here. <laughs> shout out to Mark Arsenal, Illis, Fat Lace, the whole crew. Yeah, that oh, shit's yeah. ill, though. That's dope, man. Yeah, so wait, what you been up to? Where were you just coming from? Like, you're, you're like, everywhere right now. Um, The last place I was at was uh Vancouver, Canada. I was okay. out there for uh, the Now or Never anniversary. We ended yeah. up taking that. But, uh, yeah, I've been busy, man. Like, uh, just, you know, Getting on the grind, like, you guys. Like, consistency is a big thing Oh, it's for not us. on this side anymore. Yeah. Yeah, 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 get in the mic, get in the mic. Oh, bad, You're rocking with Supernaturals now? Not, well, I'm with Supernaturals, but the crew I'm rocking with heavy is a uh, Rock Force. Okay. Oh. So, so how does that work in, in Bebo crew. world? Like, it almost seems it's more like uh, soccer, if I had to say, because you see certain dancers or certain B-boys with a group as their home group, kind of, and then you kind of see them, well, I do fuck with these people, though. Yeah. And then it kind of goes from there. And sometimes you'll see the groups merge. Other things like how does that like work? Because I don't know the intricacies. I'm not like a be way like that. You know ah, it's saying? all good. Like now, nah, uh, the relationship was like, of course, like we were talking about. I was Orbit Documents, like yeah. my first real crew. Yeah. Then I moved over to Flexible Flav when Orbit took a step back. Okay. We start rapping a little bit more. It happens. Word about family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, when I was with Flex. We would travel and we started like chilling with the supernatural guys in uh -huh. uh, Toronto, Canada. That was like a thing. I remember that with Dizzy yeah. and yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. We came with a, with a crew called Natural Flav, the combined. Force. I remember, I re seeing, I remember that. seeing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and things didn't work out with Abe. You know, he he. Oh like, really? He, he tried really? To <laughs> dirty Abe. I'm oh. telling you. Shout right? out Dirty Abe though. I ain't gonna lie. I rolled with you. You know what it is, Dirty Abe. Hey, what's up? You know what it is. I know. Buckingham. Buckingham. <laughs> we can talk about Dragon Ball Z all day, Brett. Anytime. Hold on. Let me check my uh, camera. Go ahead. Keep on going though. So then, yeah, like thing, we parted our ways. You know, we had differences in uh, our careers and where we wanted to take it. So um, with that connection, Supernaturals wanted to pick me up. And they were just like, yo, why don't you just stay with us? It'd be better that way anyway because you fit in with us more than you do with Flex. You so, Most, if if I could say, yeah, I, I think you do. You do. You know, Flex was like a... Stepping stone. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Nah, it's yeah. dope, though. Yeah, Flex was a, it was what it was, man. Like, uh, I tell everybody, like, it was a driving force of Sacramento. Everybody needed a, a nemesis. You and know, it was always Flex. It was always Flex. It was always Flex. Not I mean, even the guys that left Flex were like, damn, I was in that crew. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I remember seeing like, everybody that hated I, us. I remember seeing like, that group. Yeah, yeah. That group I remember, like, I, we talked about it with Chad when... We uh, when Revolution went out to Seattle for some big ass jam, oh, like PLU or Ashdown. Yeah. yeah, and you know we chilled with Abe, and he was trying to get us to be like a part of Flex, and we're just like, nah, man. If we're gonna do anything, we're gonna do it on our own because we hear the story. This is before, you know, this is before you were in Flex. This is you know when when everybody that was everybody's nemesis, like you said, yeah. and we're just like, nah, man. <laughs> like this is just a it's a ride for us out here, you know, and. I see that. I see that. How did that happen? How how did Flex become just the nemesis in Sacramento? Um, uh, honestly, I feel like it. It all comes back to like how Abe felt. 
Like, Abe felt like he was the outsider. So, like, yo, he would, like, try to step to everybody um, and just, like, you know, either try to make him a part of the team. And when they'd say no, he took it personally. Yeah. So then he would, like, do things back at the mm-hmm. crew. He was like, we're going to make you look bad. going to make you look bad. Yeah, because yeah, I remember and, when uh, we would practice, we would talk all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, I mean, it was all all in fun. Like, but, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of shit talk. Oh, yeah, it, it still is. Like, I seen him, like, maybe two months ago at Style Elements Anniversary, and it's still kind of weird because I'm like, bro, I'm, like, 32 years old. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let it go. Like, we should both have kids by now. Let it For go. Real. He like, and you must be nah. hella older than me. Yeah. yeah, he should be, like, 37. Yeah. 36, 37. 38. still doing it, though. Yeah. Oh, Chad. Oh, yeah, go grab that. I seen I him, I want to say, like, last year, maybe the year before when I was working. By his old apartment, just walking across the street, right by the shell on oh, flooring, yeah. and I rolled down my window. I was like, "Abe," and he like turned around and looked at me. He's like, <laughs> and like stood in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> I was like, "Tight, all right, bro." Yo, what was it like being on that squad, man? Because I remember watching uh, early videotapes, and I got my hands on like some of those. Like, I don't know what was that one where y'all was breaking all gray. Oh, snap. I'm trying to It was on that. video cassette. It was the first time I remember seeing Milky for the first time. And oh, I was like, fuck. Evolution 1. Evolution 1. Y'all had the outfits. But I think y'all killed it. And I was just like, this team is ill. Like, the cast of characters at the time, like, how you guys came out. Like, it was really interesting. Like, what was that like if you could ever recall any time frame or if you remember anything? Just oh, kind of like some notes. A lot of the experiences. Yeah. Especially as a B-boy, too. Because, I mean, for all you B-boys out there, like, you've been doing this for, what, how long now? Going on 17, 18 years. Yeah, yeah I'm saying. <laughs> for one, that's showing your age, homie. You in real fit. But go ahead about, you know, Flex Slave history. Yeah, Evolution, uh, it was, like, one of the biggest events for me. That was the actual event that got me to go overseas to mm-hmm. take it more professionally. So yeah. it was dope. And I got to collab with, like, Speedy and uh, uh, a couple of other unique style guys. Yep. Milky was on the team, but yeah, that dude kind of shaky. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't really fool with him. But uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the rest of the guys, it was dope. You know, I got uh, the finals was us versus Knucklehead Zoo. So mm-hmm. it taught me a lot too about like how they presented themselves through the dance. But it it was dope. And uh, touch base on what you're saying, like being in Flexible Flav. It was like honestly, like it it made me focus on what my goal was more mm-hmm. so than like what people were doing. You know, so like, cause you got one guy over here, Abe's like, yo, I'm your best friend. You know, listen to what I tell you. You'll get to where you need to be. I got another guy over here, like just thinking I'm hating on him. I'm not even worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I got another guy who I'm trying to help out and he's secretly hating on me on the side. So it just kept you on your toes. Yeah. You know, and like even um, I was talking to Chad like, you know, a week before and it was just like, the whole perception of how Abe and them were looking at me was way totally from how I thought they was looking at me. Oh, really? I was like, all of them hate me, so I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with this. That's they, crazy. It seems like they're just like, we can't let him get too good. It's one of like, the, yeah. Yeah. But this, that, is like, this, is like, this is like squad. This is like NBA shit. This is like NFL. Anything with team sports and you're bringing a collective unit because we talked about it on the other part where there's always like this in dance. It was like that. B-boy, it's, it's the same thing where you start off with the homie group. Like, this is where, like, it's always going to till I die group. And then, you know, people grow up or people go different pathways. And then you continue the craft. And then you find a group like, you know, Flex Flav. And then you see other cats that were from their home crews kind of, and they kind of come together. Some, you know, have been there maybe a little longer. And you see this influx of talent where every motherfucker is hella talented. And you're trying to find the, the, the chemistry. And you're trying to just figure out your work ethic. Uh, and it's interesting because it's like I didn't even realize you were a new b boy. I just like maybe I just never seen this motherfucker. But I was like, yo, that shit's 
his style's ill. Like I was like, I fucking knew it was ill to me. I was just like, man, that's dope. Yeah, and right. I just can't believe it was that long ago. Now that I think about it, I'm like, dude, that Morris was hit the scene like, yeah, you hit the ground running, bro, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hit that shit was, on I mean, like, it, it literally went from yeah, us yeah. rocking with Orbit Documents and then his little stint in Flex and then Boom. PC1 and <laughs> just on this individual road. I was like, whoa, yeah. fuck, I used to rock with this dude. You did some AP, Adrian Peterson shit. You yeah. Was like, ah, motherfucker, I'm out. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's yeah. dope, though. It's yeah. dope. It pretty much it, it boiled down to, you know, when the, the I could feel the part coming, you know, before it happened mm -hmm. you know i never was gonna leave flex because like everything they did for me they gave me the opportunity to travel yeah you know i wouldn't know a lot of the people here without flex because we was beefing it with everybody but now like close friends yeah. yeah so but uh yeah like literally once i started traveling a little bit more you could just feel it and i knew like all right he's gonna this dude's gonna bounce on me mm -hmm. <laughs> or kick me out one yeah so i have to make my name here and now and yeah. that's what i did like 2008 2009 2010 i was like eh, i'm about to kill it yeah i was like the scene is gonna get tired of me and that's what they did yeah you know and then i had to like you know i think me and chad talked about it rediscover myself so i can come back and do it again nice so that's, dope. Dope. Damn. that's dope damn damn how many 32 year old b-boys are out there <laughs> a lot of us now because that is weird right a lot of is us. that normal when you were uh like in your young days who were the 32 year olds back then if you could ever remember? I, I don't think there was i want to say whoever was originally stands alone like the, i mean to be yeah, honest like, probably the 32s yeah, i was like yeah. They just do it differently. Yeah. I was like, they're smart and more creative. They're more expressive. They're more unique, and they sell you on their style, which I'm kind of like, that's probably more of a coming-to-age thing because yeah. it seems like every booba that comes out, they all have power. Even if they're a style dude, like, yeah, I could do something to have power. Like, this is my yeah. shit. And then as years go, you kind of, you know, like, uh, you understand the craft a little more. You kind of dig into your sweet spots, you know, like, uh, develop things. I mean, I'm just looking at it from a perspective. I'm, I'm not a B-boy by no stretch of imagination, but I'm just looking at it from, if I looked at it as a sport. Yeah. Like, got, cats that have been in there, they're, like, really refined. That's why it's cool to see, like, a lot of the Red Bull BC1 guys, guys like yourself that have been there for a very long time, really keep up with the times, too. At a young and solidify age, it and help bring this new generation of B-boys into the millennium. Because now it's like, you know, B-boys seeing B-boys getting paid to do this? Like, individually, not as, like, a whole unit. Like, it's just like, no, like, there's one dude. Like, there's so many things that could be done in that realm. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah, sponsorships. Yeah. Endorsements. It's... it's Shout out to Illis. Yeah. yeah. No, all day. All day. All it's day. Crazy. Illis like, all day. Like, we were saying, like I was talking about earlier, Moy and his, his contract with Monster. Like, I, who would have thought, you know, five, six years thought? ago... Yeah. Energy drinks would have been sponsoring B-Boys. Yeah. You know, we're at the I know, time, we're just, like... Fuck, when are we going to blow up? That's what I'm you saying. What, I mean? what did that feel like when you saw the change, or did you did you kind of see it coming, like in terms of it gaining in popularity and notoriety so far to this point now? Or were you kind of just like, I don't know. All I know is I'm doing this shit 100%, and I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I'm going to do it. Well, I, I don't know. Like uh, the the beginning of it was more like for me. I, I just wanted to find my place. Mm -hmm. You know, like I had so many like dope dancers like Karma, Machine, yep. Ajax, Abe. For the time, they were just running everything. So like at the very beginning, it was just more about I need to let these people know I'm just as good as them, and I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. Then like as it kept progressively growing, I kept seeing things like movies and things coming back, like you know things from the '80s resurfacing. Yeah. But of course, the money's different now from back then. It's not like so much as a one-time deal. So like a. Of course, I've seen it coming, like, with the sponsorships. Mm -hmm. It's just how smart were the B-Boys going to be. Like, back in the day, like, Chad and them, they all always talked about, like, you know, kind of having um, a standard of how much everybody should be getting paid. Mm -hmm. And there were certain crews who did.
did hold up to that and did it the right way, like Massive Monkeys, we were talking about actually we're, we're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abe was also like, you know, shout out to him for some of the bad things he did, but the good things he was, he was trying to go this path too with the crew. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make it to where, you know, we had crew funds, we were doing legit shows, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, trying to make it legitimate. And I mean, then, it's that weird half step to get to where you guys need to get to, but it makes sense. Got to have unity if you guys are going to try to grow. So yeah. like, and uh, with Red Bull stepping into the scene, it was kind of more or less like I, I have to give shout outs to like Rocks Right, Ronnie and Lilu. These were the three that actually were trying to make something happen as for a team. Mm. And they, but honestly, they weren't caring about everybody else. In my personal opinion, they were yeah. just trying to secure you know their position. Their spot. But it influenced the scene, letting people know it could happen. Yeah. But there's always been b-boy sponsored because the first b-boy I knew who was sponsored was a uh, Crazy Legs, Ooh. and it was through Free from Circle of Fire who let me know this oh, before wow. the BC One All Stars. He's Damn. been like a lifetime. I can see that though. Yeah, sponsor. Crazy Legs. Yeah. So he. Yeah. He's been good and secure, and like you know, shout out to Crazy Legs, everything you did for me, you know, teachings, everything, mm-hmm. still teaching, yeah. And um, yeah, like I, I, I knew it was gonna go this direction. I just felt like maybe in my lifetime, if I didn't, you know, like make it, I would be either a coach mm-hmm. or hopefully I'd make the the end of it, you mm-hmm. know, because like with Monster, Monster's still opening the doors for mm-hmm. everybody overseas they got burn energy drink that's doing it yep. they have reebok sponsoring b-boys now but to come. you know but they need to start taking it more seriously because mm. like thank god for like instagram and other uh media outlets because now they're seeing the worth in what we do you don't have to just win now yeah you can just be like look i can do like a very cool like you know Trick piece of art artwork i'd rather say than that yeah and then display your clothing or your item and you know thousands of people to watch like i look at my instagram right now I got like twenty four thousand people. Half of these people don't break. Yeah, <laughs> so they're just seeing like, you. As like they're just following you. Like, just, it's a different thing now. You've transcended like b boy in a sense and becoming a personality just as a person that does this. Yeah. And the insight that you're allowing people to see is what makes it even more interesting because now you're looking behind the method of the madness. It gives something to relate to where it's like he's a normal guy, but he excels in this one thing that was calling to him, and this is his height, and it's interesting to see, which is dope because you're still a normal dude. Like at the end of the day, you just happen to be a b boy, and that's what's cool because there's not a lot of interesting. I mean, in for all the b boys I met, I met a lot of great ones, like a lot of great ones, and a lot of them are very interesting people. And I think this day and age, it's really cool to see the people behind it because it's unique. It's a unique thing to be a dancer in general, whether you're b boying, uh, freestyling, uh, crumping, whatever it is. It's like it's a unique form to want to do this and to embrace it as like your own and and really be an expression. That's why I was like. Yeah, the stuff you do is really ill, man. I'm a big fan, for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like, I, I got to give a shout-out to all the B-boys that are trying to do it and do it right, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so many of us as dancers and artists, we focus so much on our craft, you know, and they forget about the other aspects of life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do, I'm the same way. Like, I, I'll judge a person by their quality of their their craft, but I also want to see how they are as a person. If you piece yeah. of crap, I'm like, yeah. I can only like your your your, your yeah. artwork. <laughs> it's so, a big deal, for <laughs> real. Know, like, I'm not buying that. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, that shit was tight, but... I, I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a big deal though. Like seeing cool people, meeting cool people is like the number one thing. So, I mean, within your travels, like name just, this is pretty frequent probably, but like some of your most memorable, like moments, like on, on, on the floor, uh, favorite battles, worst battles when you choked, you know, shit like that. Like what, what's some of those just off the top of your head? All right. Um, favorite battle probably would be like, uh, the first time I won UK champs. Mm-hmm. Cause that trip was just like, it was dope, but just so many things just was like just going wrong. Like I showed up on time early. Yeah. yeah. The the people didn't come and get me out of my room for the event, which is <laughs> like an hour and a half away in London. Damn. So I'm like, all right, so you flown me out here. 
Nobody gives me a schedule or itinerary. Yeah, nothing. yeah. Then they call me in the hotel lobby like, yo, are you at the event? No, no I'm not no, at the event. I'm at the, <laughs> I'm at the lobby. You already How know this. How am I supposed to get there? You already <laughs> know this, homie. <laughs> what the? Yeah. So then they call like a taxi and the taxi takes me. This dude me are talking about politics. You know, this is around like Bush and stuff like that. Uh, so we going back time. and forth. Yeah, so yeah. we take an extra hour because he want to get his, you know, his piece out. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I got somewhere to go. Yeah. I get to the event right when the one-on-one's in. Like, you know, I miss it. So I was like pissed. Next day, the Russians, which was, uh, what team was it? Top nine. Mm-hmm. Some of the upcoming champs of the world. They asked me like, yo, we got open spot. You down to do it. We it works like it. that? Well, they, they miss, were missing a guy. He couldn't get his visa. Of course. Yeah. So then they just asked. And I called Abe. I remember this phone call right now. He was like, I was like, yo, I'm going to enter with the Russians. He was like, just don't enter with California. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was like that. <laughs> and I was like, all right. That beef was real. It was like that was a real a beef. long time. Well, it was weird because, like, this is the funny thing about the story. Like, California was down a man, too, now. So ah. like, and they instead they didn't even come to me. Moy came to me, and I think Vietnam. Those two were like being cool with me. The rest of them were kind of being a little like whatever, you oh, know. Their life like that. And, but they went and got a Russian dude. They got Jan Shrimp. Mm. But then the Russians was like, they gonna come and get the Americans. So I, it was like weird because it was like <laughs> going to war, bro. It was like going to war. It was like, why wouldn't you know the Russians go get their dude, and why wouldn't the Americans go get their dude? You yeah. know. So it was like really, really odd. But then what happened was we ended up smashing the whole event. Mm. They gave me the nickname, the Black Russian. You know, the whole time <laughs> legs go. was going crazy on there the mic, go. and uh, yeah, that was like one of the dopest experiences because it was like one, I, I missed the one on one I got flown out for. Then yeah. I went best dancer of the night. And the crew competition. And you were with a whole bunch of Russians. Just killed. Russian. Oh, that room was so smelly. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what it smell like? But man? it wasn't because they were Russian. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it was just the room. The paint the must have not yeah. dried. Was, I think it was lead paint. That Someone they left used. a bag of beans underneath the stage or something. <laughs> it was a rotted. hot room, bro. Like <laughs> I said, it was a hot room. It was very Euro. We were talking very about European. routines, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah that was like one of my most memorable moments because like one i always wanted to go to the uk just because it's like it's a really diverse place yeah. yeah number two crazy leg and africa islam are like super big like haters on the mic and i love that at mm-hmm. events i hate that everybody tries to be so nice because see not- i feel you is that a sacramento thing because motherfuckers like i hate that shit too on like anything i see i'm like it's cool and everything in the spirit of competition like yo like it Involving it, but when folks like, "Yo, man, we all love it's all good," I was like, "No, man, I need the fire." Yeah, some of flops, you call that flop. That's what I'm saying. Like, like we oh, the essence. His leg touched the ground. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, twice. You can't do that twice, all that man. Shit. I love that shit about me because that's what makes it like that energy, that raw ass. Like, I don't like you for this moment. Like, yo, but I'm, I'm we can hug you. after, but yeah, yeah, for competitive spirit because that's where you get the best shit. The best rivalries are like the best things, like. It's true, and it's it like, brings the best out of you. Boxing, everything. It, yeah. I, I, I like really look at breaking like it's like boxing. Yeah. If you love your opponents, but you're not going to be able to fight them exactly. to the fullest extent. Yeah. And even with hosting, like that's the big thing. Show love where love is due, but stop babying your dancers. Because, yeah. And when they get to the real competition or competition slap. outside of their area, they're going to laugh at you. Yeah. And then you have an emotional breakdown. Yeah. So you never like, dance again, and you're going to write it in your sad-ass story, and then you're going to make us look hella bad out here. <laughs> that's my thing because I have a feeling that's like a that could be like a I mean I'm pretty sure a hell of people feel like that but I mean a lot of people in Sacramento be like yo I don't like that 
lovey-dovey shit. Well, I think that's why, like, there's so many great dancers that come out of Sacramento and Boom. so many talented people that come out of Sacramento. Boom. We're not, like, the hugest market, Mm-mm. but because, like, we are very harsh on our dancers, we put our, har- our dancers through. Man, we're harsh on everybody. They <laughs> <laughs> give a fuck what you do, man. You a radio DJ, you an MC, you, you suck. You're garbage. You nothing. Kill it out there. Still come back. You still garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No, but that's, that's crazy. But it's like, and I was talking about it the other pod, something about either where we're at and the way it works here. It's like it's the strain and the no love somehow makes motherfuckers want to do it or it creates this environment to like hella grow for some reason. And it seems like, like you said, hella talented motherfuckers come out of here. Well, I mean, I, honestly, I look at it like you need somebody kind of like to hold you back in a sense for mm-hmm. motivation. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was one of the biggest motivators yeah. I had. You got to be showing your ceiling to somebody else for you to know, like, no, nah, I'm beyond that. And they suppress you so far to the point where you feel the urge to break out and you do everything in your power to do it. Cause it seems like if it's not here in Sacramento, it's like, fuck man, like I can't just leave. I got to at least fucking try to do this here. And it's so odd. Cause you see it in really all walks of entertainment or any type of talent out here. Like a lot of, a lot of fucking talent out here, man. I, I really, when I look at the talent out here, I look at it like this. Sacramento cares so much to hate on you. And yeah. that's, that's great. <laughs> that's the show Because it's like, you know, they, they, they pay attention to you. Yeah. Because they pay attention so they can hate on you. Yeah. So they know what they're talking about. But that's great because think about it in this aspect. If you were to go to L.A., everybody's so focused on themselves. Mm. They don't care what you're doing. Yeah. So there's no struggle there. Just like, oh, you lose it. Okay. It's whatever. Cool. Good try, I'm on bro. my own thing. Yeah. I'm on my own thing. I got time to worry about it. Here, yeah. they got plenty of time to worry about you. <laughs> don't make you feel that. Like, <laughs> so, yo, it's yo. intense out here. The energy's intense. I never, I never thought of it like that, but that is accurate. Well, I mean, like when yeah. I when I hit the scene yes. in Sacramento, like like people said, it was like everybody was hating on me, bro. Every crew, they like as soon as I got into Flexible Flav, I was getting calls from all kind of crews. Like oh, of people, I was like, they were like, "Why'd you get it?" I'm like, "Yo, you didn't even give me an offer to get in your crew. Why do you care now?" Yeah. Well, you know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna win. So- yeah, I wanna dominate. I'm gonna be with the dopest motherfuckers. <laughs> we about to wear every and gym. then what? Yeah. So- I, I think what our I mean for. Us in Revolution, was, our fear was because we've seen people get into flex. Yeah. And their whole persona changed. Like to where I could, before I could approach you at a jam, say what's up, and then you get into flex. And now it's like, I, it's hard to say hi, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's kind of like where we were. We're, we're. we're like, fuck. You got in a flex, though? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, but that's, that's what you crazy. get that bravado, though. But see, that's we were... something that's instilled with the, I, I want to say, the core of that group at the time. Because you had that... I don't want to say swagger because everybody uses that, but just that bravado where it's like, yeah, no, we're going to eat everybody up. Like, that's our intent. This is a takeover. Like, this is hostile. This is a no fucking friendly joint yeah. where it's like, yeah. hey, y'all, this is dope. We're going to like, no, nah, motherfucker, we're different and we're going to roast you. We're going to show everybody. Yeah. We're going to put you out on the spit and just like put you out in front of your house. Like, yo, this is for your <laughs> village to see. I'm sitting in your throne, homie. But You're I, welcome. I, I kind of got that same feeling, too. I mean, with us personally, when we were in Boogie Monsters, yeah, for the you know the the choreography side of things, no. I felt like that's how we walked around. We walked yeah. around like we give zero fucks. Like we even out of, Diego, ta- yeah. out of town, like we were in we San were Diego, Sacramento like, shirts. We're from <laughs> Sacramento. We we were saying that nine one six shirts, Sacramento shots out Boogie Monsters. You know like, what it is. We gave. We were zero like, fucks. Yeah, we were like, we're not from the Bay. There's a 30 degree difference. We're from Sac. <laughs> no, like it's different, and it's funny that that's. Like the spirit of Sacramento in a lot of ways, where it is that like downtrodden, like, yeah. I, mean, I think it, honestly, it is like heavy in Sacramento, but even I'm in a Bay Area crew too. I'm in Academy of Villains choreo crew, so oh, like shit. we we're super on that. You go yeah. to an event, 
Like that vibe. These yeah. are some of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. But when we go there, it's when like no it's, it's kill. Like, it's like, intense. Let's go and yeah. like when you kind of come off like that, you get perceived in a certain type of way where people don't bother you. Don't and if they you. do, they come at you correctly. Yeah. You know, but, and back oh, to yeah. what you were saying, like, um, uh, with flex, I was cool. You know, the only person I think my relationship changed back then with was Mondo. Me and Mondo was like, we was going at it, you know, but yeah. everybody else, I, I always like, I remember my good interactions with people and I remember my bad interactions yeah. with people. Like, like I'll tell everybody, like, you know, like a bad interaction, do not. When he came to Sacramento, mm-hmm. the dude was a complete dick, mm-hmm. you know. But and we had it out a few times in yeah. our career together, you know. But yeah. we're cool now. Yeah. Shout out to Job Walkies and Super Crew. But yeah. I remember these things, so I was like, like all the little interactions that I had that were good and bad. I tried to like you know hold my own and you know keep my word and be cool, you yeah. know, and just not do let the thing. name like get to me. Like yeah, yeah I, I do a lot of competitions. I win, but at the same time, these are people I grew up with, so they don't see me like that. Yeah, you see yeah. they happy dude. for me, but they don't yeah. see me like yeah. that. And that's why I try to stick around. The kids, I'm around so much because they try to just boost you, boost you because they want to be like you, and I'm like, that's not the way to get it. No, you know, I'd rather you have to want to take it. Yeah, like some yeah. kid like called me out. I was pissed too, but not in a bad way. But some kid called me out in Vancouver. 15 rounds before the competition started, right before the competition started. Now I'm 32. I was like, oh man, this kid about to ruin my day. <laughs> about to lose. Like, I'm like, God. Like, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna always remember this kid because you know he put me through it. I, I smoked him bad for it. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, like we had an exchange, and I'm gonna remember that. And somebody just always coming up to me like, "Yo, the I want to be like you. You're the dopest." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Where's like, the kid that wants to take my crown? Yeah. That's but, definitely like. But that's the way it should be. I mean, I mean, not should be, but I mean. No, it, it should I mean, be. That's the way no, it really it, rooted because that's how, that's how motherfuckers get better. That's how you see what, what it is and you surpass that. There's no other way of looking at it. Like. I say that's life. Yeah, yeah like, for real. When you get older, you know, you want to see, hopefully, your kids do that. Yeah. You know, so. Because like, I'm not trying to, like, supersede my offspring or any future. I want to say, like, I don't want to be the end all be all. I want the generation after me to be like, yo, you're, like, way down there. Like, cool. But for right now, when I'm in the mold, like. I'm going to show you what's up <laughs> until I can't no more. And then it's your turn. Oh, for sure. That, yeah. That's why, like, I'm staying in shape. I'm trying to, like, you know, stay in the mix because there are crazy kids coming out right now. Yeah. And I see it because some of the little kids who I was training with and just demolishing when, you know, they were first jumping and seeing now they're the champions now. Yeah. So, like, one of the kids is, like, Sonny from Soul Mavericks. Oh, so this yeah. little kid is, like, Ooh, destroying man. right now. I know. What? How old is that motherfucker? He's probably, like, maybe 20, 21. <gasps> If that, you know, That's, so it's crazy seeing, seeing, you know, the little kids that were little kids when we started and they're, they were our age, like when we first, so like I was 16, 17 when I started, these Same. kids are like 13, mm-hmm. 12, 13, like El Nino. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, that yeah, dude, too. that fool. <laughs> That's all. He's like a grown, grown man now. Yeah. yeah. It is weird, man. So it really looks like he's from New York. Clean ass lineup. <laughs> he got a kid now too. So does he? Dang, pull out game weak. <laughs> pull out games garbage like yours. <laughs> garbage pull out game, everybody. So what else are you into, Morris? Besides uh, b boying, like what other what other things interest you? Or you got any other? Well, the nerd side of me, like really, yeah. I love playing Call of Duty. I'm huge on that. Oh, you big? Yes. Like I, Mighty Mouse, big? Like you on that talking shit to everybody, oh, playing yes. it all day? You know. Yes. Like, what you kill? What you kill? Uh, death ratio? Oh, we, we, KD. We, we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> oh, he on that point zero zero one zero. He's like, I'm, I like playing it. I said, I didn't. Say I, I didn't was say good. It was good. I just like playing it. I, mean, I be playing against the computer, <laughs> the drones. Yeah. 
I kill I, it. I don't play online. <laughs> That's I don't play. I just online. I play the campaign just over and uh, over. And I over kill again. the campaign, brother. <laughs> no, I play online. Like, um, like it was good. Like, I actually missed this past weekend. I was pissed. They had something called like uh, COD XP, like which yeah. was like the world Double championship. XP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you be doing shit like that? You be doing comps? I, I don't do comps yet. Oh, but okay. You trying to get there? I'm trying to get there. Yeah, you like, addicted to gaming, huh? A, a, a mm. group of us, like uh, Derelik from the Ryan Higa YouTube yeah. mm-hmm. and. Uh, Fallen King slash Rock Force Family. That's your squad. Yeah, he's in online. It. Well, online, man, you pick your screen name. So like, like long time ago, my, my name is Morris Flex Flav on there. So I'm like, oh my, God. <laughs> you can't change that shit. <laughs> I, can't, I can't run from it, bro. And it's if always I gonna ch- be a part of you, dog. I know. It's like, never gonna know, let go forever. That's just Gabe holding you by a throat. Like cool, all the people <laughs> from like over like the the country and stuff who we play with, they're like. Hey, look at your screen name. <laughs> right before every match. Like, uh, then I just start popping everything. That's it. You, mean, you, fire you be shit. camping. You a camper? You probably camp. No, no, no. I'm going to run again. Uh, so you just with the, you just trying to stab shit. motherfuckers hit, yeah. hit them with like shotguns. It depending on the team, like I'm either running in it or I'm the bait. Damn. I love it. You know? Damn, big gamer over here. <laughs> Damn, what, what's, your, what's your tag? Uh, Morris Flexlight, what do you play on? Xbox, PS4? PS4. PS4 all day? PS, all day. PS Dude all day? All day. Damn, No son. Xbox. Find him. Talk shit to him. He's garbage. His kill death ratio is garbage. Mess- messages and shit. Hate on him. Slide in his DMs. Slide in his DMs. <laughs> Hard. What else are you into, man? What else are you about? How do you feel about that Colin Kaepernick not standing for the national anthem, bro? I'm with it, of course. Like, yeah, you know, of course. I'm African American, so you know I'm gonna. Is that an African American thing? I think it's American thing. Yeah, I like to say, but I mean, like, it really speaks towards the African Americans and minorities to the country. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, honestly, we do need to take more of a stance, even myself. Mm. Like, but I'm letting my. Uh, my social media grow <laughs> before we do before you make of, that move before you like make more like mm-hmm. uh like meaningful like jumps because i don't i don't want to scare people off right now you know yeah, i want them exactly. to know me before like the whole political side but yeah mm-hmm. uh i think it's big because there's too many people in america that i feel have a certain perspective on you know what goes on in li- law enforcement and my biggest thing with the whole law enforcement thing is this like i used to want to be a cop you know, I have family members who are cop. I also yeah. have family members who are in jail and do things that they shouldn't do. But at the same time, you have to really look at it like this. Law enforcement, high respect for you, but it's a job. If you yeah. can't do your job, quit. Yeah. Like, I can't quit being black. You know, so like, and I yeah. wouldn't want to quit like being I black. I chose this. Like, I was just born and this is just what happened. You know, so. I'm born into a set of rules I didn't choose. It's so like, why is shit got to play out this way? Really and truly, and this is for everybody, you shouldn't have to like, if you're doing nothing wrong and you're abiding uh, the law, you shouldn't have to worry. Like mm-hmm. in Sacramento, and I have to give Sacramento PD like props on this. I haven't had any bad interactions with you, so shout out to y'all. Every time I've been pulled over, out of seventeen, you know, eighteen years of driving crazy, doing whatever I do, I've had one bad interaction, and still the dude didn't give me a ticket. He, you know, he was just making some snobby remarks, but he let me go, you know, and do my thing. So I mean, also too, whatever energy you put out is the energy hopefully you should get back. But when there's injustice, people deal with the way you want to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my everybody talks about it because you know I travel internationally, so we got to be up on it. Yeah, you know, and I travel nationally too, so you have to be really up on where you're at and what you're doing because like you'll get pulled over in another country like China. I'm definitely not trying to get like no interaction with the police. When I was in Russia, the mm-hmm. military followed me around. Damn, because they I was like, okay, this could be you know the positive side. Maybe they protected me. Nah, they was making sure <laughs> I wasn't doing nothing to their Damn. people. You know, that so, like that. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy, Ooh. but I mean, not all interactions. Not all, in, yeah. In, in but there country. will be occasions where it is like predicated on race. Then, if that was the case, you know just be saying? be really aware of your surroundings. Yeah, you know, it's just unfortunate. I mean, for me, when you look at the situation, it's like, damn, there's just a lot of shit people don't like talking about as much as like 
like everything's great in today's world for sure but then there's also these things that we just never talk about ever like you never get it in education then you never get it in in normal everyday life because motherfuckers really don't want to touch on some subject that's not necessarily uncomfortable but it's just more or less let's just talk about it from the frame point of as subject matter like is this right or is this wrong it's like for me it's like the whole black Lives matter thing it's like it's not one or the other you can't be like it's either on black lives matter or all lives matter whatever it is or I'm pro cop. It's like, dude, I'm down for both, but you can't be one or the other. I mean, you can't be both. You have to be like, well, it's one or the other. Like, why you got to pick sides? It's like Democrat, Republican, Pepsi, Coke, Niners, Raiders. It's like something about division. And this is all theory, but it's like if you want to control people and keep people out of the know, you want to separate and divide. And that that's just how it works. So that's why I'm like, if you take a step back, and you take more steps back. It's like uh this thing I seen, it's like a guy had a blanket and he put his fingers underneath. Like you're here, I'm here, you're here. To this and that, it's all different places. But what you're not seeing is the blanket that's all of us, and that's yeah. what we have to stay focused on. And it's these little things that kind of stop us from having a like a, a serious conversation because yeah. everybody's whether you're of color or you're not. Like this needs to you know really be talked about in in a lot of different forms and a lot of different ways. It's a more intricate conversation, I think, as time progresses. Because I think Colin Cap is just like the beginning of it. Because there's yeah. like LGBT now coming out. Like, yeah, I remember there was times like I want to say it was a Rapino, the soccer player. soccer player did. Yeah, yep. She, she just know, she and she was knee. like, I remember standing and I was, you know, openly out there, but I was still standing and it felt weird because I know that this country isn't okay with it at that time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that is interesting because you look at that perspective and a lot of people, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. It's just. Like I said, the conversation I think is more intricate. I don't think it's a black and white issue. It's really a gray issue because it, it, it is subjective to every single person. And you start to realize like every single person is different. Well, I, I just look at it. It's a, exactly what you said. It's not so much as the, the people who are trying to not deal with the issues mm-hmm. want to make it an either or. When the real issue, like even taking it towards politics, mm-hmm. people in this country need to start looking at it as we're all Americans. Yeah. Not that, okay – this side and this side. Yeah. What's going to be best for the country? For the country. Like, I mean, like, you know, the whole debates and everything with Hillary and Donald, which is ridiculous a yeah. lot of times. I'm like, it is. I don't want to hear about, you know, what Donald's saying. I want to see what policy-wise he's doing. That's I what I'm saying. I should be looking at politics and yeah. looking at, like, this is high school debate. It is high school <laughs> debate. It's like, America is failing Vote for me or it's her. It's like, yeah. what? That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> that don't mean anything. Yeah, like, you, know, you think like, we're hella dumb. Like... <laughs> Well, I mean, she's corrupt, and then so it's me. I'm not, and then that's it. I'm like, that's the whole speech. I'm like, motherfucker, like, give me something. Like, so I, I just look at it like I just like the days back when politics were boring people mm-hmm. doing their job, progressing government, actual politicians, and, and and making the 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 country that we live in, the states that we live in, the cities better. Yeah. I, I don't care how popular you are. That's the direction they're going. They're seeing all social media and everything, yeah. and honestly, you can see it. They're they're trying to. News stations is getting ratings. They worried about that. It needs to be worried about getting the word out, the message, and progressing the people. As How does a, that happen? How at, does that work in this day and age? Because it is a different. Uh, it's a different setup now. We have TV, but how many people watch TV? There's there's still a large percentage, obviously, but there's also a very large percentage of people that are on the internet now, and that's how they get their information. That's how they get their news streams. So, like, what do you think the voter turnout is in America? Percentage-wise. Percentage-wise? I probably, honestly, if, if I were to say the, the whole, uh, like, America as a whole, yeah. probably, like, maybe 60% of Americans. 30%. I still, I, ooh. That's, that's the actually, it's been 30% since, like, the 60s or the 50s. 
Really, it's never really eclipsed more than 30%. So imagine that now. You have the whole country, and you take a third of it. And this is what's interesting, because now, today, I want to say, and I don't know. I mean, I could be tripping, but it is 30%. I definitely looked that up. And it's even more interesting, because 30% of that voting crowd, a lot of them vote independent. And there's not an independent party yet in mainstream. Yeah, There's two candidates that are on the rise that (laughs) have percentages but it's funny because there's never an age like since our inception it's always been bipartisan so there's only been two parties which is weird because you see two classes of uh quote unquote like people or political sides and you're like well they're kind of for the same thing and you can't tell me that you look to your neighbors and left and right and you're like there's no way that two people could represent this diverse of people in this country and i'm surprised that we haven't had third parties yet but see this is where my opinion is after this election i want to say i think there's going to be more parties as we go forward because most countries have more parties than just two so and i don't know how that plays out going forward but i think it does make things interesting for for everybody and i want to say there is some type of hope in in the sense of change and i i don't know i mean it's so being an adult is weird and i don't even know if i want to call myself (laughs) that shit but i'm this shit's all of a sudden important now well it's i think it's always been important to us it's just like more now because you get to a certain age and you kind of look at it like how do i want to live my life now that i may have to rely on certain services and certain things like this Mm -hmm. or how are my children going to be like you know handled when i'm not there to protect them 100 percent fully you know, mm-hmm. so like, yeah, when you 16, 17, you think you're Superman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you ain't making decisions. You're yeah, just doing shit. No but there's a whole decisions. generation ahead of you making choices, yeah. whether it's for them or for you. And that's, I think, once you hit a certain age, you're aware of that. And yeah. I want to say this is the age now because I never gave a fuck about voting. I always I, thought like, shit don't count. Well, fuck see, that. I always cared about voting because I just look at it like this. Yeah. History wise, we weren't always able to do it. See, so, you know, and like, I never considered <laughs> that for me. I just thought like. My, I went far off the deep end. I was like, yo, this is a mad conspiracy. Like, if I even give them my information, they're going to hit me up for, like, jury duty. I was like, oh, this. <laughs> they, they, I, I mean, they got your information already. That's what I said. That's what I was like, damn it. It's already on. I use the cell phone. I'm done. I'm already the same way, bro. Like, yeah. like even with the whole, like, voice command, like, remotes and things, I'm always like, you know they're recording us. Oh, here we go. We going deep. We going deep conspiracy. Like the, Morris. The, the Snapchat. Morris is being followed by the FBI, everybody. Oh, let's let's keep it real. Face filters and shit. That's just, that's just yeah. the way for them to get your face. Once again, I also put out like i used to want to be a cop because you know like at the end of the day if you're not doing anything wrong you ain't got yeah. nothing to worry about yeah you know, so the worst i'm yeah. doing is going into somebody's country and competing mm-hmm. that's the worst you're gonna see me doing yeah you know because that's what i want to do yeah. but i mean like <clears throat> back to the direction of the country i think with time it's just gonna get better because mm-hmm. we're getting more minorities into the country different uh nationalities so the the numbers of certain groups in the country are changing mm-hmm. you know and uh and it's like really would and truly that's how we're going to decide what candidates we're going to want because yeah. the more people from maybe this demographic background is going to be like well now i don't want that yeah i want this because it's going to better help my people and my people are working you know for the country and is actually helping and stimulating the economy mm-hmm. so i mean like I, I get it where, like, you know, where the, the, the politics come in and where, why people vote for who they vote for, but people need to also start realizing it's not so much about there's the case of there's not being enough. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, the biggest things over both party side. There's an underlying tone that there's, a, there's not enough jobs, there's yeah. not enough money, there's not enough this. Yes, there is. Cause yeah, if we just wipe out, yeah. Honestly, just think about this. If we tomorrow woke up and said, everybody in the world, burn up all your money. Burn every dollar you had. Wipe out all your credit cards. What's going to happen? Nothing. 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 
because there's there's still going to be food here. <laughs> there's still going to be clothes here. Yeah. You can still go to work. Money is what a man-made creation. So when you think about animals and taking it back to the most basic form, they don't use money. I mean, they hunt and kill or they scavenge, yeah. but they they don't do that. We yeah. made this because, you know, people want to be paid for their services and mm. we're civilized, but we also put too much undertone into that to where people are now like, there's not enough resources. There's not. Well, they make you like, feel you know, that way. Like, they make you feel that way. They drive you towards a certain lifestyle that you may or may not want, but the more it's like forced down your fucking throat, it's like, yo, car, alcohol, <laughs> you got to buy pizza, wings, motherfucking fast food. Buy this car again, though, after five years. Like, you need to buy that house. Dude, I'm balling in this house. Yo, I got rooms. I don't even know. I got rooms in rooms. Like, what? <laughs> and everybody wants that, and it's kind of like that's the narrative up until maybe now where – there's this uh, awakening of like information. If the internet serves you right and you're looking for something specific, you'll find what you're looking for. And the information's out there. It just depends on what you prescribe to. But the more you start to talk to people that have a perspective, it starts to broaden out a little bit where you're like, wait, you don't have to do that shit? Like, wait, I don't do that. I'm like, wait, what? I thought that's the only way to go. Like, you have to find that 401k. You got to have that nine to five. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, you could die if you don't. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you ain't got to do shit. And I think that's changing the way that we're supposed to live this life. Like, and I always say this, I all the the motherfuckers, like, you could pick and choose and kind of form fit the way you want this life to be. Oh, yes. And and then that's it. And the rest is done. I think that you have to break the boundaries and the thought processes that were before us. I mean, that's how I feel. It's like, I don't get to pick and choose the rules that I was born into just the first 16, 17 years of my life. Like, I don't have a choice. It's just okay. after that is where, whenever you decide to get on that pathway, you really try to break down those barriers and those things that stop you from continuing on and continuing forward because it is a lot of uncertainty and fear and not knowing things but there's no excuse for you not to take the initiative to put yourself out there or learn about this if you're really unfamiliar with it or involve yourself in discussions listen to podcasts like be on a podcast like whatever it is like all of these things help anybody just jog a thought or a memory or a feeling yeah because as technology comes along and the more we become more uh reliant on it these are the greatest communication tools, but if we're not using them correctly, then what's the point of them? True. Because as great as they can be, they could also be our, our worst enemy, depending on how it all plays out. So within that, you kind of have to try to find the balance. And I want to say conversations are everything. You know, well, seeing somebody else's side, perspectives, like how do we move forward and make this the best experience for everybody going forward in whatever way, shape, or form? I just always look at it like lead by example. So like for me, it's just a touch base with what you said was like, for us to inspire the kids to have more options, mm. you have to lead that way. So, mm. like, me dancing, sometimes when, like, I need to look for motivation, I do have a little kid, you know, I'm teaching, and he's like, I want to be just like you. So I'm like, all right, I got to make sure I go to the furthest extent of what I'm doing so I can fulfill this dream of mine so he knows there's a way. Yeah. Because people know, they know what they want, they just don't know how to get there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that and that's one of the, the bigger things. And, you know, like, just think about where we're at, you know, and just looking around and like our friends and things they do. Like yeah. it's so inspiring to see that you could do exactly what you want, get compensated the way you want. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't now the number or amount that you want, that's up to you. Yeah. Very subjective. Yeah. Cause I honestly, I feel like I want to live comfortable, but that's your own standard. Yeah. You know, comfortable you for decide. me could be like, you know, two story home comfortable for you could be a rock. Yeah. Who knows? You yeah. know, that's your yeah. own decision. But the key thing is just to give people more options mm -hmm. and not what you're saying with the, the internet and everything and seeking of knowledge People just need that option and then that one moment of enlightenment to wake them up to figure out, okay, there is another way. Mm -hmm. You know, because as a little kid, I, mean, I still remember when I was like 
six, seven, eight when I was growing up. I was like, and then people ask you, what do you want to be? And I'm like, I don't know what I want to be. Yeah. Like, literally, I was like, I didn't want to be an actor. I didn't want to play basketball. I didn't want to play football. I didn't want to, you know, rap. I didn't want to do none of this. And then I found, you know, breaking. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Damn. I was like, this guy's in Germany and he's dancing. He sucks. He made it in Germany. I'm going to Germany. Yeah. So I was like, but oh. it's the minute you've seen it and it oh, exposures yeah. everything. And One that's minute. why it's cool. Yeah, it's cool back then because the minute you got it, like I remember seeing Beach Street for the first time or oh, like yeah. Electric Boogaloo or the pilot, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to practice that like all the time, like every day. And it's exposure is everything. And that's why it's like it was cool in our heyday because there was a certain way that it happened. But seeing it now, it's like, man, I don't even know how I would do it if I was that age today because I'm like, there's a lot. There's so much things that could pique your interest. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how kids navigate, but it almost seems like they're easily doing it and they're even doing it at a higher, faster, faster better pace yeah. than us. Where you see like uh, them go into full form development as early as like 16, 17, where it's like, yo, these are ultimate B-boys at this moment. Because there's more like attention on the B-boys who were doing it. Mm-hmm. Like back then, yeah, I had too, yeah. Flexible Flav. That was my only like, <laughs> reference point. <laughs> that was my like, go-to team. Like I remember even before I got into Orbit, like, I still remember going up to Abe's door, like, asking to get in. He was like, you could have to battle all 16 guys. And I was like, bro, I got three rounds. Yeah. <laughs> if know, that. Yeah. If that. This is when I first started. Yeah. You know, like, I'm breaking for a month. Yeah. So, like, that wasn't going to happen. But, I mean, like, that's all I saw. I didn't know anything about Rocksteady. I didn't know anything about Revolution, if you will. I didn't know anything about any crews yeah. at that time. But if I'd have known there were more great crews out there, then maybe, you Wait, know, I'd have, like... Thing. I could have done different, like, you know, like movements, different inspirations, found a different path. But I'm very thankful for the path I had because for sure. with the interaction I had, like, dude, I got to run through everybody in Sacramento, every crew I knew, everybody I battled, everybody, yeah. like, from that time period, I'm still pretty much affiliated with, except for Flex. Yeah. And even with that, some of the younger kids from Flex I still talk to now. Yeah. You know? That's what I know. There's a lot of younger kids in Flex now. Oh, yeah. What used to be, what would have been legendary steps is now a bunch of just... Hazardous flavor. Yeah. Little, little kids. <laughs> the <certain> yeah. Game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I talk to the kids because I know how it is. Like, we were talking about, like, you know, that whole persona, don't talk to them. So, like, even <clears> a couple <throat> interactions, I won't say their names because I don't want to get them in trouble in the crew. I even talked to them on Call of Duty yeah. and just let them know, like, yo, just, you know, be smart. Like, just realize, like, yeah. what I realized... Breaking is a big part of your life, but you know you still are you. You still a grown man. Yeah. You know? But that's really hard to do at a young age. I mean, if I had to take consideration where I was at, but I don't know where these kids are at. So I think anything is everything. Like anything, any little anecdote, whether it catches on to them at that moment, I think it'll stick, or something of that nature will stick. Because that's how I was able to get it. Like in school, I was talking about it on the pod, like the other one. I was like, the shit I remember from high school, I don't remember learning anything. I just remember teachers either coming to some realization or saying some real shit in the middle of a, a lecture. And I'm like, all right, noted. That's it. <laughs> and the only couple things from these specific teachers that kind of stuck, with I just, it. I stuck yeah. with it. And I'm pretty sure I probably got a whole bunch of nuggets as I was going, just certain things stick. And I think it's up to generations ahead a little bit to, you know, throw a bone here and there. You don't have to like fully give way and be like, yes, here the throne. It's like, nah, I'm gonna show you what's up, but it's going to be tough love. Like, I'm going to roast you until I can roast you no more. And in doing that, I'm going to give you a nugget here and there for you to run with. But I'm not going to give you the whole fucking shebang because I work hard to get here. And yeah. and I think that there's something to that. But Yeah, oh, for sure, dude. Like, I, and I know even back with the Flex Slave days, one of the things that helped was, like, guys like Chad 
and the rest of the crew, like, Chad was always somebody I could go talk to, mm-hmm. be cool. He was normal yeah. like, in the crew. He didn't have the problems. Everybody else was, like, pushing. And then, like, there was guys like Ajax who was, like, completely, like, hardcore on me. Like, I don't like you. Like, why are you here? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, like, bro, really? And then when you get to know him, you're like, he's the coolest guy ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But back then, this is just how he was. And then yeah. you got the... The crazies, like I ain't gonna mention their names, but respect to the other guys. <laughs> it was group. like six people in the group. Yeah, Chad, Ajax, and then you know the crazies. Yeah. But whatever. I, mean, like, I know who you are. I know who he's talking about. <laughs> it's I all mean, good. I, but at that age, though, you got to think. At that age, though, everybody's motherfucking crazy. Well, I mean, no, we had like crazies in the group. Yeah, like, everybody's like, crazy. Was it like Jarbin and stuff coming around, running around booty naked, like through like stuff like that? But that's that young. That's that young life. That's that young life. Yeah, but they they just show you a different aspect of like having fun while you do it but that's always an option because like i know like everybody when people were partying i was practicing my thing was like my my only vices when i was younger was messing with the ladies and gambling that mm. was it yeah and i gambled and that was because my parents had me gambling when i was a little kid mm. you know something we did as a family yeah so maybe but that kind of works out because i mean you take the whole gambling idea into just everyday life you're like it is a gamble like things yep. certain things you want to take a risk on to have the where all to do it that's a big thing like i remember talking to this a uh, lady who was a gambler, and I would never assume it, but she just told me, so, yeah, I won the World Series of Poker or something like that. Like, I retired. I'm, like, 33. I have this condition. I volunteer my time. But I'm like, so is it safe to say gambling is the key to life? Because everybody could look at gambling one way where it's like, yeah, it can ruin your life. It's like, yeah, it can. Everything but it could also bring you to this <laughs> ultimate, water like, Water can nirvana. ruin your life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a calculated risk that you put on your own self. And yeah. if you're willing to you know, bet your, your livelihood on it. Like, yeah, you're going to give it your all. Yeah. But if you are understanding of the idea, like it may or may not work, no. but if you go about a hundred percent, then you don't leave anything left to you, honestly you with know. gambling. Like, cause I, I did the tournaments and stuff, blackjack tournaments and yeah. stuff too. It's just, you had to one, know how much money you're going to play with mm-hmm. two, understand your odds. And then just understand it's still a gamble and it's more than likely in the house's favor. Yeah. So it's like, if you know that, go in knowing that you're not going like people going like I don't high even expectations. know like, high expectation that they're gonna come out with a million dollars, thousand dollars. It don't work like that. No. You know, like if you're coming in with large amounts of cash, then yeah, you're gonna come up with that cash fast. Yeah. And then leave the table. But I mean, but that's life. And and like you said, it was one of the bigger things because it let me know when I was going to these competitions, because there are certain comps I go to, I could lose this. There was like 15 other guys here that could beat me. But that's the feeling, but I though. I also win this. And that's the know? feeling in life where you're like, I have a chance. Yeah. And if you have a chance, you could always, you know, try. You could always gamble that, and you always have that on your side. If, and it's like it's anything else. Like, you have to practice to do that. The habit forming of, of gambling or, or taking that risk is like if you're understanding of the risk calculated within and then seeing the outlook, if it's bad or good, it's like, Okay, I didn't die. Like I just yeah. lost, and you know, take it as L, but keep it going. But then that same thing will just ultimately be in every aspect of your life. Pretty much, that's yeah. like every day you get up, and it's like, yeah. like, oh, do I take this new promotion? Oh, do I try for this new job? That's the gamble. Yeah. Do I go to this new job yeah. and possibly not know what the hell I'm doing and get fired, lose all my yeah. money, or do it and just hella excel <laughs> and just become CEO of the company? Like, there you go. But you'll never do that unless you take the risk. It's like embracing the uncertain, and it's crazy. Like in this day and age, in this life, like you don't know. It's just confusing. I'll wake up every day, like, yo, I don't know if what I'm doing is even the right thing, but. You got to, you know, chug on. It's hard to stay motivated sometimes, but motivation's just like anything else. You got to you got to do it every day. It's not just one thing and you just think that's just you're going to ride that momentum like it's still a job to get up and like really 
get out there and do what you want to do. The minute you step off of that, you go in a spiral quick, especially as you get older. Like I'll, I'll have chunks of time when I'm on it. I'm like, yeah, man, fuck. pushing, making shit happen. And all of a sudden I'm like four days in, like uh, NBA live, NBA, <laughs> NBA 2K16, <laughs> FIFA. Hey, like, I can't get off this motherfucker. That's Call of Duty right ah, there. Ah, see? There, he's like, man, these kids get me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, man. You got to get on the game. But, I mean, I just just life, you know, like, in yeah. general. Like, and the older we get, of course, you know, it's going to... Yeah. The, I, as I call it, like, the bounce back is going to take a little bit longer. It is. But it, it's good, though. Like, man, like, I love going to, like, practice. I love training. Yeah. I love the whole process. I love going to the event and still getting nervous. Yeah. Like, yo, is this going to be the kid that smokes the bejesus out of me and, yeah. and I quit? You know, or like it's time to like hang up the boots or yeah. whatever. Or is this the the guy that's gonna make me inspire me to go further? You know, uh, it's that super gamble all the time. Yeah. And even in work, like when I throw events, I remember the one of the another moment because I only talked about that one was uh, a yeah. evolution. I got mm. offered to run evolution in mm. two thousand. I want to say what was eleven, mm. and uh, and that was in New York. And I never thrown a big event ever in my life. And this event had over like 1,200 people for the first one. Damn. So, like, I was like, oh my God, I'm a part of this. You know, I'm helping yeah. promote. I'm running around the jam. I'm doing the exact opposite of what I would normally do at a jam. Yeah. So, I was nervous as hell. You know, and then too, like, I invested money. So, I was really nervous. Like, oh, oh. they're going to get my money. Yeah. Like, ain't no gamble right here. No, like, charge every <laughs> ticket, motherfucker, full price. Everybody's buying everything. I'm saying, where's your wristband? You? Wristband? All right, cool. You in? Yeah, okay, cool. You in? So, it, it was a great experience. You know, like, uh, yeah. we had a lot of foreigners come, and I ended up doing it for, like, I think two more years with Irwin. And then, uh, like I said, and, you know, I went on to the next thing where I'm, like, over at World of Dance right now, yeah. and I'm doing events with them. Is that a natural progression with, like, b-boys that are active or anything, like, those start to go into promotions or into event throwing, or is um, it only, like, a handful? It's a handful of us, because okay. I, I don't think a lot of b-boys could, like, handle the pressure, the pressure because, like, right now it's like, I'm throwing events as well as competing, as well as being sponsored, as well as teaching. That's what I'm so saying. it's They're like, full plate. you yeah. get burnout real quick. But, like, uh, honestly, I see the direction of more B-Boys going to the DJ route. Mm. So, because it's, like... Like, actual DJ. Actual DJ. Oh, shit. So, it's, like, it's okay. But then, at the same time, I, I just, like, try to inspire them. Just be like, yo, just go the same type of path you would have with breaking, but now in DJ. Yeah, use that that work ethic and apply it to just that same thing. You want to be the man in the B-Boy scene? Be the man in the DJ scene. Learn yeah. what it takes. Because it's, like, everybody just... We, we all, like... Uh, and I'll use this from Dietrich or Dominic Sandoval. One of my good friends, he's yeah. like huge in uh, business as well as yeah, like, dance, he's killing YouTube. it out there. Yeah, he uses the same formula that he uses in breaking to handle his other business aspects. Mm -hmm. So if you come in like, like say in our round would be like blow up filler, blow up filler, and you use that same type of concept for like going into like say an event, you could say like, all right, I want to have something super crazy at the beginning. Have a little intermission, have the competition happen, super crazy in the middle, a little intermission, something happen, finals be crazy, boom, that's the end of your event. Yeah. There you go. That's your same formula as a that you crazy use as set, a lot of things, yeah. You know, and just keep following that path. And honestly, like me personally, when I see all my friends and stuff like this when we're older, the beautiful thing is I just want to see them into something and not beer and sports, mm -hmm. to be honest. Because like <laughs> that's the path I'm seeing everybody. Everybody's just like drinking, talking about football. <laughs> Like their work sucks and <laughs> this one show, like you know, and it, it is it is cool and all, but it's just like I know like there's gonna come a time like I'm 32 and mm -hmm. my breaking's gonna like slow down dramatically, mm -hmm. but that shouldn't slow down my life. Nah, that shouldn't be like you just gotta finesse that shit into something else. That's exactly. it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's what that's that's the goal of like you know I feel like with this too, 
to be ongoing and keep inspiring people like, yo, like there's more to this. Like I'm already looking at, and one of the guys I look up to, and it's not just like, cause everybody be like, Oh, you want to look up to like, like the, the aggressive B boys. I, I look up to like, like Rockadile. Like, you know, if mm-hmm. you look at my Instagram, mm-hmm. like one of the guys I look up to is, is Rockadile because he has this amazing page. He yeah. came up with a, the hashtag freeze of the day. So, and, um, and this guy like literally like was like, Oh, you know, he's going to take control of you know making a brand of himself mm-hmm. you know and that's what inspired me i was like yo you know what i and i reached out to him i was like yo bro like what's going on with this and he's like yeah i'm just taking these pictures i'm doing it with an iphone there's no photoshop yeah it's just you know yeah, resourceful just in. doing what i got yeah and now he's like pumping out deals and doing his thing and you know and that's inspiring to that level because he's not the to guy the guy who was like all right you know i was breaking forever now i'm done let me do that's something it. else i'm just gonna do like you know the job show and that's it. And yeah. It's like, nah, he's still pro- progressing in life and making smarter yeah. decisions. And that's what I aspire to be like, you nice. know, like people like this where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great events and great things, but that's not just the only thing I'm going to do. There's going to yeah. be so much more. Yeah. And then that way too, even with RJ, I know he like, he inspired, uh, what is it? Miss Lee. He inspired myself and a few others whose Instagrams are now like really, really like high up there. Yeah. And even uh, give a shout out to Garibaldi. Yeah. Like, when I worked with him, he inspired me to start painting. Mm. So, like, I know if he does, like, what is that, pop culture, yep. I believe that's what it's called. Again, I can't draw for shit. True. So, but I'm going to try to get into pop culture. That's all it learn is. Learn how to draw. You take the same so. approach. Just like, <laughs> yo, okay, I'm going to figure this shit out. Like, give me the basics, and then let me get reps in, and then we'll see where we go from oh, there. Oh, I already, like I was telling Chad last week, I've I already got, like, what is it, Statue of Liberty paintings and stuff like that. Uh, how they look terrible. Hey. But I'm proud of them because, you gotta start like, somewhere. he inspired me to, like, try something different mm. and, and gave me actually another outlet to be like, okay, you know what? If I want to go this path, there's definitely a way to do it. Mm. And uh, shout out to Freaky, Ricky. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who's actually following that path yep. and doing his thing and not just, you know, staying consistently knucklehead zoo dancer, even though great crew, but he's also like showing that he's more, has more to offer than just dancing. Than Diversity. Dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. I think that's what's happening with at least our generation is where it's not just one thing. I think that everybody's multifaceted and depending on what you want to go through or what you want to embark, you know, and put your time into or however you want to di- diversify. It's like, it's possible. It's not, well, you have to do one or the other. It's yeah. like, nah, like I hustle. I'm going to do all the things I want to do like while I still can. And then I'll just be able to do all the things. Because that's what you realize. It's like you think it has to be singular where, all right, I got to do this one thing. This is my bread and butter. But when you really look at it, you're like, man, this is boring as fuck. <laughs> like I'm going to get burnt out on that regardless, even if I was there for like three days, two days. Like, damn, well, what else can I do? Well, I like doing this and I don't mind doing this every so often. Okay, how about this now? Okay, how about this? When you know now, it's like my week's filled with all right, cool, cool. All right, though, this is something way different. All right, this is another project. And it just keeps it fresh. And constantly learning something, I think, is a key. I was talking to uh, Dane. Dane San Pedro was on our oh, podcast. Oh, shout out to Dane. Yeah, uh, he was like, team. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> yo, like, always having the opportunity to learn something is, like, great. And never losing that ability to learn something new. Because that's what keeps that shit going. Like, uh, keeps you to young. not feel stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm coming up on my birthday really soon, and I'm like, I stopped considering age at like age, I don't know, 25. I don't even know my age actual today. I want to say I might be 32, yeah. <laughs> but I was rocking 32 like a year ago also on accident. <laughs> just because I didn't, I wasn't aware of it. And I don't know if it's because my naivety or I just figured like at a certain point in time, uh, I don't feel that that shit's important because yeah. the way yep. my age is versus the way I feel are two different things now where I don't feel the need to like, okay, 31, this is where I need to be. 
Because once you fall into that, then the pressures of life make you feel that, like, well... They take hold, I'm man. not there. Because the conversation yeah. pieces are the same. Like, what's up, yeah. Morris? What you been up to? Are you married yet? You have a kid? Nope. It's like, nope. motherfucker, <laughs> that's the most garbagest way to start a conversation or even keep up with me. Like, talk about something. Like, that's why I just go outright. Like, yo, like, what are you about? Like, give me something real. I don't give a fuck what you do. Just give me something that's truly about you. Cool. That's normally how I end the conversation. When I jump to you like that, I'm about to end it real quick and dip. Ah, uh, this was, I'm going to choke you out hella quick, <laughs> motherfucker. Nah, because, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I, and I mean, like, I, I look at my age more as a inspirational tool. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, I'm 32 and I'm still competing with, like, 19. So I think where you're at, you're at that nice, sweet age. And I don't know where the longevity is of a B-boy, but I know it's high intense on your body. Yeah. But you're also at the <clears> mind <throat> where, like, oh, your mind's functioning on, like, 100 because when you're young, you're like you're not seeing it from the mental side. Physically, you might have been there. Like, look at the Kobe Bryant thing. But once you get to like sweet age of like where your mind and your body are kind of one, and you're able to execute, because that's what I noticed with a lot of refined b boys, like the older b boys, they're consistent as fuck. Like you'll yeah. never see them. They're sharp, sharp. Like you can notice the difference with a motherfucker who's seasoned and a motherfucker that's like he got flashes of brilliance, but he'll lose like you know like he'll lose rounds. He'll lose. Uh, invitation. He'll he'll lose a lot of matches, but then you'll see it kind of come along because you've seen all the b boys. Like I'm surprised that, like I remember when I first met Ricky, I was like, "Yo, I used to watch you on videotapes, bro." Yeah. And that's crazy because I used to see all y'all on videotapes, and I'm like, "That's hella crazy." Because a lot a lot of you guys still do it and are refined, and it's like that's the difference. That's a big difference, and it's cool to see because this is the age where you guys are for one able to be seen. All of you guys at some point, like you said, the exposure to a whole generation now where they're like, all right, that's the level. And then they're seeing it as like, I need to get there as fast as possible and I need to crush that shit yep. tenfold. <laughs> and it seems like they're they're getting there. And But it, at least you set the precedence because you already advanced it so far here and it just keeps on going, which is the healthy spirit of, of, of dance essentially is, or if life, just like, yo, like take this shit and fucking go to the moon. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, uh, honestly, I, I just look at it like this helps me stay young. It's very therapeutic, you know, for dancing and being around, like, good people. Mm. That's one of the, the, the beautiful things. And I also, like, I'm a little bit of an introvert, too, from all the traveling. I love being at home, mm. playing some Call of Duty, just zoning out, just, yeah. you know, doing my own thing. But, uh, like, yeah, I, I feel like with the whole age thing, it is, like, it does hold a standard. Because when people be like, oh, how old are you? I'll be like, oh, 35. Where are your kids at? Where are you, are you married? Yeah. How your family? Like you know, and you're well, like, I say 1955. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, the, the beautiful thing is, is just like because of the generation we're in, and even in breaking, like Chad's generation, I feel like was a little bit more like a generation before mine. Mm-hmm. So the the age for everybody to quit was probably around 23, 24. Yeah, everybody's getting kids. Yeah, and then they was like, Mm-mm, I gotta get a job. I gotta take care of my yeah. little dude. I'll come through you when know? I can. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> like now. It's because there's a little bit more money and there's different outlets. The age, I feel like, is like 35, 36. Mm -hmm. But then there are examples like Crazy Legs. That's why, like, I I didn't, when I met the old school B-Boys, this was a difference, I felt, like, in how I viewed it, too. Like, when I went to New York and talked to them, I didn't meet them for their skill level. So I wasn't going over there like, teach me. Teach me. Yeah, the people who they were. I went to go use them as an example of what to do in life and what not to do in life. What's the possibility? this dude's a drunk. So we not drinking. We're not getting into yeah. that. Because uh, what'd you do? Yeah, don't. No, like, I ain't trying to go that bad. This is where that's going to end. And this yeah. dude stayed in shape 
and he's still around. He Stay don't relevant. do battles, but he's sponsored for life. Yeah. That's a ring in my belt. Like, you sponsored for life. Some people may be like, well, he's locked in that fixed rate, but he's locked in that fixed rate for life. That means he can still do whatever he wants. Yeah. So that's why I look at Crazy Legs as one of, the, one of my bigger inspirations because just hearing something like that, that it was possible, was like, all right, this dude, let him run his course. Because there are guys in the scene who are like, like they're really heavy partiers, and, and I love it. But when it comes to sponsorship and stuff like that, you're never going to get sponsored. So yeah. then your opinion around it, too, I can't even listen to because you're not even my option. Yeah. So it's like like these little things like help me and keep me in my mind frame. And then when people ask me, I feel like now it's different, too. Because like, when they ask me how old I am, I'm like 32. And I'm like, are you still dancing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm dancing better than some of these 19-year-olds. Exactly. Give them that little wink. You yeah. Know? So like, hey, like, that's real. <laughs> So, like, it, the standard can work both ways. You know? That's dope, man. It's dope. It, it seems like b boys getting to that point where it's going to be really, like, super sport. Like, it's going to be really – you're going to see its pinnacle in, in terms of physicality and, and form expression and then the platform to do it. Because it seems like it's getting more to the masses and almost in a better way now than it did maybe earlier in its heyday. When Rocksteady first hit the scene, it was like, yo, you guys going to do Olympics? Here's your warm-up suits. Go like that. Now it's like, nah, they're actually giving the power more to the B-Boys and allowing them to create the scene more or less. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect, but I think that that's also the beauty of its growth is because it never hits the plateau of perfection. It's like there might be whispers and there might be moments, but that's all you get to live with. And whoever's in part and effort of that will be able to like really reap the benefits and live it. Because, I mean... You'll have I've heard of people talk about Red Bull BC one like no nah, man that's like this, this and that or this event's like oh hell it's like it's always gonna be like that it's yeah. it's you're never gonna find the perfect event it's just you go in there and you just take it for what it is and you keep on striving and if you feel the need you can make a better show then you do it and yeah. then maybe you build upon people's faults and maybe you have created a, a dope show and then you know whatever I always look at it like this like even with Red Bull like cause I've had my interactions with them good and bad yeah yeah knowing the inner workings of who's in control and who's not of course um, it's just like I, I'm thankful for the opportunities I had with it but at the same time if anything I don't like I then know that I need to create something to be its opposite yeah and that is the true <laughs> like legacy I could say with Chad would be a flexible flavor. That's the one thing I've, I've taken. Yeah. The, the the legacy of that crew is if you don't like what somebody's doing, change it. you go in there and you change it. Yeah. And you make them feel the change. Yeah. And then you'll see how that person really is. See, and that's why Flex Flight, when you describe it, it's cool because it's like in its – the best parts of it were like life-changing. Oh, yeah. But sure. then the shitty parts of it also gave you the greatest perspective. And that's where I think you find your greatest moments or your greatest – you know, like things is something that's so extreme and so like the combination of people or the talent level or whatever it is that was you got from it on the on the best standpoint was also rivaled by it's like, damn, but fuck, there's these other parts of it where it's like, <laughs> motherfucker, like, how could this shit just not work correctly? Like the fuck. And then that's the extremity of it where that's why it's this high because the lows are this low. Because <laughs> if you want a mediocre squad, then all everything you guys are doing are pretty much here because yeah. you're not taking the risk or you're not choosing a path if you're if you're going median and you're just saying like oh let's just say even keel you know go out there kill be really cordial then that's your identity but if you're like yo like we're striving for this and along with that comes this like fucking let it be because yeah. you ride the highest high and you ride the lowest lows true that. And, and that's that's why now you feel like i know what that felt like and that experience holds true because now you take that into every experience like if i don't like that shit i'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with the new shit 
Oh, you you got to, and uh, and I mean, even like so, like you know, not to focus on the past so much. Let's bring it into. It's all good if you know the past. You know the past. Rock force, yeah, rock force. Hey, oh, <laughs> so talking about like the new crew, rock force that I'm with. Um, shout out to Paulski. Shout out to Kareem. Yeah, B Boy Eyes, the new generation. Uh, Brett, the threat, former rock steady, but rock force now. House of Reps, uh, Donovan, Johnny UC, and you know Rob Paulski. What's up? Um. Dealing with them now is like totally new too, and this is an actual to me another Sacramento legendary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rock Force is like old school, old school. So it's like old school. The beauty with this one is, is like with Flex, I felt like we were making it from scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, there's like really nothing to like like everything we're doing right now is we're making that history for Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Now with Rock Force, the difference is I'm trying to live up to the history that was already placed before me, like with. Four arms, I call him Four Arms Jeff because we, you know, we know another <laughs> Jeff. And then, uh, you know, like with Gerald, Maya, yeah, you know, the old school B boys, and like trying to learn the history and and trying to actually like you know make a difference. And um, that's that's the biggest thing because like Paulski's way different than Abe. Abe was like, do what I say, and this is what's right. Paulski's like, learn the history and learn the culture and just make sure you, you know right. you're abiding by the culture yeah. and the culture will take care of you you know and and it's two different perspectives and i, I love them both yeah you know? so can't have so. one without the other that's what makes the beauty of that like i remember watching like old videos of like uh what was that group from florida like people used to hate on them all the time uh, ground, zero. Uh, ground, ground zero. zero but i love that Baby. crew Baby. i love that crew because them motherfuckers used to make motherfuckers <clears throat> feel a certain way like i'm Boo like rock. i love this shit Boo rock like i'm like yo that's the illest shit like you know whether you like them or not and, and it's an old reference and you know i'm fucking shows what i was into back then but i was just like i like that dynamic because it's different and and they're embracing who they are and they're forcing and imposing their will on people, and it's making motherfuckers react a certain way. But it brought out a lot of good, a lot of good sets, a lot of good competition out, and that's what I like. You know it, what I'm saying? It brings out the best in people because they were another crew that I felt like was a nemesis. Yeah. you know, like they Straight were another up. villain, and that that's like if you kind of look at my my teams <laughs> that I'm with, we're never really the only team I had to say with the good guys would have been Orbit, <laughs> but uh, the, the the rest of my timeline, like I'm in a crew called Academy of Villains, yeah. the choreo scene. We're not the most loved. Yeah. They love our accomplishments. Yeah. But we're not the most like, oh, these yeah. people are this. You don't thing. form fit into what like they're about. Like no. community and like, like lovey dovey. Like and it's all good. Like that's a really good way to approach it, but it can't be all like that. Yeah, we we love community, but we we love doing it our way. Like yeah. the community loves to try to have you do what they're doing. Yeah. And that's never how you make your own footprints. Hell you no. know, like I touched base with like uh with Chad last week saying like my name meant something to me, you know, and just making my name my own name. So if you follow what everybody else doing, then how are you making your own, like, your footprints, your own tracks? Mm-hmm. Like, even, like I, like, I look at this. I don't know any other dance groups, you know, or people who are so affiliated with dance and, and art doing podcasts in Sacramento, True. period. This is the first time I heard, you know. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> That's weird, though, given uh, the, how many dancers there are out there. I'm like, yo, man, how come motherfuckers ain't talking about this shit? Because they just are sticking to, like, the, the same path that everybody's yeah, taking. You know, done. like, Academy of Villains, we're, we're about pushing the limits. You guys definitely you know? <laughs> have went in there, raised the storm, and then have gotten on, like, really quick, which I like, too, is because you don't want to stay living in the scene. You just you keep that shit moving, and you use it to the best ability. You did everything you need to do, and that's why I kind of admire the fact that you guys are in the scene, but not. 
Yeah, because it, you, you, know you, you run your course. It's like I remember, uh, and one of the good things that like Kareem from uh, Rock Force had taught me too. He was like Morris, and he said he didn't. And we had a talk. He's like, like, and this is kind of in contrary to what Crazy Lake said. This is that you know the knowing both sides. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro, I've been sponsored. You ain't going to be sponsored forever, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, Green <laughs> was like, just know that they could drop you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I was like, true. You know, and then, like I said, I see Crazy Lake with a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. And I hear Kareem saying, bro, they will drop you. That's what I'm saying. And, like, when you have these conversations and you apply it to just, like, different aspects, like, say, like, for instance, I was going to Holland a lot, you know, for IBE. And in a year, they're like, oh, we, we, can't, we can't fly Pull you, you this year. No more. Then you're like, oh, like, most people would be hurt. And never and, do it again. And never do it again. Like, and they take it offensively. Like I, like, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm just like, going to rock it. another event. I'm going to go somewhere else. What's Super available? Hard. Let's do some new shit. And yeah. then they're going to be like, hey, hey, can, can we get you to come back to the event? I'm like, maybe. Too you know? <laughs> I'm booked already. <laughs> you know, I'm booked. <laughs> you know, and it, it's just like, but knowing that it's not such a personal thing and don't take it too personally also helps you stay in the game. Because mm. I know, like, I remember, um, what was it? One of the first, like, additions I did, it was for, like, crap, I forgot the... Uh, I, it was 30 seconds to Mars. It was mm. like Dietrich had a plug with it, and uh, Dietrich was trying to get me to go do a music video. They see, said they needed uh, somebody who could do flips and flares, things I do very oh, well, easily. Yeah. And then they found out I was black, and they went with Casper. You know? Oh. So, you know, and it was like, I was pissed. I was like, man, screw Hollywood at that point. Yeah. You know, I was like, it's, it's not about talent, it's about, you know, ethnicity. And then I just remember, you have to remember, no, it's about demographic. They're trying to re- reach a certain group. Yeah, it's, it's and a specific thing that happened. And I may not help them reach that group. Yeah. So don't take it personally. And that if it was meant for me, it was meant for me, and it wasn't, it wasn't. Mm. And, you know, just seeing and knowing all the different aspects of this, it helps you keep going. Because when you don't know this and you start just keep hitting them roadblocks, like, wow. Wow, some people get knocked out. That's tough, though. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's tough if you're never in those situations early on in your life or you're never put in, like, really those situations. You need to be put in adversity, and you need to understand, like, fight or flight, like, win, win or lose. Like, those are really simple concepts early in life, like, if you are able to, you know, be exposed to them. Because then it's the same idea. Like, you could get hit hella times, and shit, your whole life could be that until that one moment where it turns. But you got to get to that point. That's what's <laughs> tough is, like, you have to get there. And it, this shit's hard. Like, it really is hard. Like, life is hard in general. Whatever you're doing, you, it may seem easy. People put it off as easy. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's always hard. But in, in also doing that, there's some kind of satisfaction and there's, like, a beauty to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you do get to live and you get to wake up and you essentially get to do what you want. Like, yeah. if you don't like what you're doing, that's where you could really make a change. Yes, it's hard, but you're not the only one that's feeling that. Everybody, I feel like, goes to exactly. hardships until they find out what they like to do in life. Yeah. Every day, if you don't like what you're doing, taking out the trash is hard. So For real. <laughs> like, I struggle with that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, that's actually, you got to stay motivated because then you're like, oh, yeah, I know what happens when I don't. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that stinks. Yeah, you Fuck. have trash on the floor in your backyard <laughs> and front yard. I'm like, mm. <laughs> See, I, I used to, and that was one of the things that changed, too, with time, too. It was like, I used to hate doing yard work, landscape. See? I love that shit, right? See, because it's some it. kind of piece to it. You just go out there. That's called you old man shit. <laughs> Jamming it. I was out looking at ladies while you cut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he a real man. Look at that. He doing yard work. Like, he raking the leaves, fixing the fence. But there's something to that. It's maturation. It's weird as fuck because you would never think in a million years, like, nah, man, I'm going to fun shit all the time. Be out there hollering at girls at the club. Then all of a sudden, you're like, I want to go to a garden. <laughs> I'm on that succulent game right now. It changes, I want to build shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because well, I want to build family tables. <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> but that's that shit, and it's cool because it's cool hearing people that are our age because it's like okay, the people it seems like we're bringing on here aren't of the normal, which is cool and I like because it keeps shit interesting. It makes you think like okay, there are different possibilities. There's different combinations to this world and this life. The more people you meet, it just makes it seem normal. Honestly, I yeah. just look at it like this. I I really look at this table and I think we're the most normal people in the world. For real, the people who don't do this are not normal. Like, how do you do the same thing every, every day, day fucking life, your freaking it. life, and like? Oh, the world sucks. <laughs> and like, every, there's a reason for everything. Like, duh. how can we don't do that? Well, because, like, when I get off work, uh, you lost Shh, me already. My show is on. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You lost me. I can't do that, man. How do you do what you do, man? Like, dude, like, I, I got to go to work, though. It's like, for what, man? I'm like, what, what do you. Well, I mean, you know, like, this. I get paid. It's cool. Like, it's cool at the for the time. Like, that's 40, 50 hours of your life every week. Yeah. Like, it's a tough gig, but. Like I said, man, you got to chop them trees down and just keep it going, and you got to keep on hustling. You got to keep moving, but keep the grind. Yeah, man. Cool. So what's up? What do you got coming up? Where can people find you? Cool, Where can yes. people like see you? Um, you know what I'm saying? Follow the IG. Go over to you know Instagram. Definitely follow the I am Morris at Instagram. Uh, you can pop over to worldofdance.com and look at all of the headbangers and brawl like competitions. Shout out Brandon Greathouse. He out there too. You know what it is. Our official host for the event. Brandon, what up? Nobody916 Instagram. In there. (laughs) But yeah, just definitely, yeah. If you go over to my Instagram, you can normally find out everything that I'm involved in. That's the one that you're pretty much on. Everybody knows what's going on with that. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm trying to use the story a little bit more to take you guys on the journey of what's going on with me. Either I'm not doing the day to day because y'all need to know that, but the weekend, the weekend. And And this is my food. Uh, (laughs) I built this. Uh, I'm changing a diaper now. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But I think that is cool, though. I think it's cool that you're able to put a little bit of that out. I think that it makes it interesting. It makes the. Like B Boy, the person you are, just more a little more unique, which which is really cool. So, well, I mean, I like it a little bit more too because like people judge me a lot off of how I battle, and really? I am a jerk when I battle. People like you, an asshole. You trying to flip on people and shit, like that's what right, motherfuckers. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. People find that shit offensive. I was like, that's funny as fuck to me. I'm like, yo, and when you catch it, I remember I seen this one where somebody caught you. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, was, you get you, was, you're probably the most. B- There's a B Boy that gets caught Tony. all the time. <laughs> Well, because I look at it like this, honestly, and, and I follow this philosophy. I've had very great experiences, but I've also had some of the worst experiences, too. Yeah. I've had a shoe thrown at me. Damn. So they compared me. They had, they had a clip of me, like, with Bush and a clip of me. Ah, uh, get thrown with a shoe. shoe thrown at me. So I was like, oh, I remember God. that shit. Yo, that's so, hard, though. I mean, I, I honestly, I look at it like this. When you're doing, like, and you're, you're pushing the limits. Yeah. Or, like, when I'm, like, pissing people off or, like, you know, burning them, as we would say. Yeah. You have to be willing to take it. Hell now, yeah. there's a limit to that, to where, yeah, I'm on a fight or something afterwards. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you have to, if you're going to dish it out, you have to take it. Yeah. And, and that's big because, like, people don't really, like, you know, like, in, in this past weekend in Vancouver, a guy came up and, you know, like we, you know, he, he made a gesture and it hit my chin. Yeah. So he turned around. I slapped him in the back of the head. Like the event kind of stopped. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody, like the crowd didn't know what to do. Like, it was like, boom. And then the host was like, like no touching. No touching. <laughs> no touching. Like, Morris, no touching. And I was like, yo, he touched me first. And then the host was like, okay. And then the event continued. <laughs> you know? And then it was just like the battle got really I'm tight. surprised that there isn't more fucking outbreaks like a motherfucker's trying to whoop each other's asses. There was. Because there's, there's, sometimes I be seeing that shit get real intense where I'm like, yo, is someone even like That was like California and flex battles like every time. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. always like a fight gonna break out. But that's the, the difference in times now is because most of the kids in dance and it's good too are college kids. 
So they're going in. They, dancing is really their outlet. Yeah. And the guys like, you know, me and a, and a hand group of others, this is what they're trying to do legitimately. And that's it for the going time forward. being. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of people surrounding it just because the culture, the love. And there's people who are like, we love the culture as well. I'm not saying we don't. But this is what we want to do. There's no there's no other option. There's no other option. So yeah. like when people hear that, they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing like, no, bro. This is the option we're choosing. Yeah. So if you're not having that option, stay in your lane. And uh, but yeah, like you literally are not gonna see the fights because it's the mind frame of the people are different. Yeah. And just to touch base on that, hip hop to me doesn't matter what background you come from, but just to understand hip hop, you have to understand it comes from struggle. Yeah. If yeah. you don't have any type of struggle, watch in your the life, get down. Like yeah, for it's, real. It's like you're not gonna really get hip hop. Enjoy the essence. Yeah. So like I mean, you you see kids who try to twist it, manipulate it for what it is because it to fit. See, their and lifestyle. that's an interesting. That's a very interesting talking point, man. Like. I, th- I think about that shit too because, like, I, okay, for me, for instance, like, I, I danced. I don't dance no longer, but I danced. But a lot of that derived from when I used to try to break dance when I was younger. And, but I learned a lot of it just through watching movies. Essentially, I just watched hella movies. I watched B Street probably every day for, like, I don't know, six years. Yeah. Like, we're to the point where it's like, okay, really big on hip hop. And even though I didn't live in those situations, and I don't really know my personal situation, I don't know if I was poor or not like i don't know what it was but i understood through the music just kind of some of the lyrics not all of them but i was just like i get where the oppression is i understand that because me being asian american and not having essentially an identity being filipino i'm like i identified with hip-hop music just because it was the outlier and i was like well they're essentially feeling how i feel just being like i can't identify with anything because i'm not of this color i'm not of this race but this music makes me feel a certain way I get it, so I identify with it. And so far to the point where understanding and learning about principles of hip-hop and just kind of like seeing all the videos and seeing all the interviews, and I'm like, damn, that shit's really cool. And just kind of practicing, and I'll never call myself like really that type of a b-boy, but then to get in a dance and still use those same principles, like very aggressive, creativity, you know, like a lot of those same principles that permeated into the way I danced and then going forward, I feel the same way where it's a kind of a different generation. Even dancers, they're like, oh, it's kind of more, I wouldn't say... Sensitive. Yeah, it's just a lot more sensitive. <laughs> and it seems like it's a different demographic of people. Like, I'm like, yeah, I remember when cool people used to dance, well, and then all of a sudden it's not people, people aren't cool no more for some reason. Like, I feel like it's just because the times are changing, you know? Because like, when I got into, I looked at it like, these are the coolest of the coolest kids. That's what I thought. Know, like, and then all of a sudden, I'm looking like, hey, man, like, y'all motherfuckers that be eating lunch in the bathroom and shit. Like, what's going on? Yeah? You know what I'm saying? Every, everybody's a vegan. I felt like that because when I was, get, I was getting girls when I was dancing. Yeah. And it seems like I see dancing, I'm like, Wait, I don't know. Like, oh, they, that, these cool I, people I'm, cool? I'm big on that too. Like, trust me. Like, you know, what I'm like, I don't, I don't mind the diversity. This is interesting. I'm I, like, these damn. events. Like, I love it when they're like, more. So you going to the after party? No, I'm not going to the after party. <laughs> Why not, man? And they're like, come on, man. I'm like, no. You know, it's gonna be hella dudes. It's gonna be hella dudes telling me to like dance, try for to them. dance for them or dance against them. I'm going to try to meet somebody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and go back to my hotel room and get to know them. Uh, or, you know, and have or, a adult beverage or just talk and have yeah, a good conversation. You know, and, 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 and actually do what the dance was meant for was to loosen up your way. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely what hip-hop is. Trying to let loose in your own, in your own way. way. You know, and, and I'm not mad at the, the generation now. No. 
But this is what they're doing. They're letting loose in their way. This is their time away from their family. Yeah. Time away from it could just books, be a generational thing. Know? I agree with you. I can't be so harsh on them. You know what I'm saying? I was probably looked at that way too, but I just thought I was cool as fuck back then. So. I mean, I just look at like <laughs> your generation, I feel like was more of a experimental generation. Y'all were like more creating different movements so hard on trying to find your own identities mm. and what it is. The generation that like we kind of came up in, we still were creating. We we caught the as I like to say, excuse my language, the ass end of it. We were still creating, but there was already now people. This is the way you dance. Mm. This is what hip hop. <clears throat> Literally in the generation we were in, yeah. we had people saying, "Now it's not so much as up to to creating this point. You need to have these fact of the matters to be dope." That's so odd how that how that became what it is. Huge change, bro. Yeah, huge change. I kind of know. And there was a lot of. Like sub, I guess you would call them sub genres in in b boying at the time. Always, bro. <laughs> you know, like the L.A. crews. Yeah. You know, like circus uh, runaways, circus runaways <laughs> and freak shows, and yeah. you know, Transition sour patch. Style. Yeah, sour patch. Animal form. Like, yeah. the, the list goes on. Like you remember going to uh, Utmost's battle with David, yeah. and how like you know it was like City Drifters, like yeah. Ryan and all yeah. them. Yeah. And they were just you compare them to b boys up here, and you're just like. Different look. It's a different what? look, but it's cool. It's really cool to see because you're like, okay, that just goes to show this is diverse as fuck, and it's a good yeah. look. At first, maybe it was weird, but I mean, at the at, when you look back at it, you're like, damn, that's really fucking cool. Like this shit's really branched out to a lot of different people yeah. to use it as an outlet and in its own, you know, history. You're like, yo, that's freedom of expression. Well, However I mean, you want to do, how I you love it because we got some of our best dancers. Like for instance, one of my crewmates got promoted again. Rock Force, <laughs> uh, Benji. He's part of Rock Force. A lot of people don't know, but mm-hmm. at the same time, during that period of time when everybody was like going, I'd say far, far to the right of thinking and breaking, going more abstract, mm-hmm. like he was one of the guys on top. And there's another yeah. dude who's like following that path, and he's a little bit older too. He's our generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, his rubber legs, but mm-hmm. now they've transcended into like shows mm-hmm. and higher production, yeah. and going that route and showing like, okay, you know, I did my course and what I'm doing. And breaking, now I'm moving on to the next the phase. Next of, so, and, oh, and that's, I feel like, honestly, like in life, it's like this. I remember, I forgot who had told me this, but it's just like, you can't stay in the same place forever because you have to make sure, you know, one, you're progressing to the next level, and two, you're opening that path for somebody else to come in and take your spot. Boom. Like one of the people I really felt like, like kind of came in the way I came in, just kind of like, you know, I, I don't care. Like I'm just yeah, I'm do me. burning everybody up, it would be gravity. Like, everybody looks at him and they're like, "Yo, like this, yeah. this, and this." And I'm like, "He's doing the same way I did." You same know, trip. like flips, high energy, yep. not caring, super athletic, super athletic. Oh, yeah. And the beauty about it had like when he was young, I worked with dynamic rockers in New York a lot. Mm. So like I had like you know times of not really teaching a kid, but actually like talking to him mm. concept wise. Yeah. So I was like, I wouldn't say along the lines of that, I trained him. But definitely, like, me and him battling a lot, I yeah. can see even some of my movements in this kid. Yeah. And everybody's like, you know, here, they'd be like, that kind of is similar to what you do. And I'm just like, yeah, it's dope. You know, because, like, I can say, like, it may be indirectly I've helped influence somebody similar to me who's destroying it right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's one of the yeah, hard guys. Definitely. You're not going to have fun battling. That's what it is. It's the weird te- uh, passing of the torch, man. You look at a motherfucker like, yo, he really has some tendencies. Reach one, I mean, teach I one, it. man. Yeah. Reach one, teach one. I'm feeling that. Morris, thank you for being on, brother. I appreciate it, man. This was really fun. It was really cool having you sit down, chime in. Same thing with 
Mr. Ross over there, thanks for coming through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> thank Be you, Chad. He made this possible. For real. Thank <laughs> you, Chad, man. You're the new booking you, you agent. You, you're the love. man, man. One of these motherfuckers has got to go. Whoever Chad, gotta go. I probably wouldn't be here, Chad. Thank That's what I'm you. Chad's the truth, everybody. If y'all don't know, karma, find him. Look for some videotapes out there. He out there somewhere. They got some footage of him. At Chad Ross. That's At Chad Ross. He needs to add the The realist. <laughs> the boss, Chad Ross. He's the realest. He's the realest. That hat, that hand sewn hat. I see that on IG. I see that dog. I was like, that motherfucker probably made it himself. But no, thank, thank you, Morris. Thank you, team. Thank you, Chad guys. Ross. Everybody, EP zero fifty five in the books. We Gee. out. Thank you, Deeks. What you got to say? That was tight. <laughs> Deeks ain't saying nothing. Deeks, word of the day. <laughs> I right, bet you. Whole interview. Yes. This is the best podcast. Where he was like, oh, I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs>